Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Howdy, y'all. It's Bell Let's Talk Day today, Kat. Oh, right. This is the the bell side, uh, the bell stuff aside. It is a good day to talk about mental health. And did the I think the federal government like pulled out of the Bell Let's Talk initiative. They it did, seems to be I on think, a yeah. much smaller scale this year. The hashtag doesn't count for any money or anything like that. They're just going to do it and then stroke a check yeah. for $10 million. Which, I mean, that's great. And that's a great initiative and kudos to them for doing it. The reasons why, though, a lot of people in broadcasting are still a little, uh, ugh, we remember, we won't forget. But it was, uh, was it... It wasn't last year, was it? I think it was two years in two a row. Year, two years, two years in a row. Yeah, I mean, it was one of these. Hey, let's talk mental health and this and that, and let's help people. And then they did a huge layoffs across the country, like directly following it. I wonder if people over at Bell today are like, "Oh uh, shit, it's Bell. Let's talk." It's day. the time of year again, <laughs> you know. And but it distracted completely from the initiative, which uh, still is a, a good initiative. Um, there's a lot of great causes. I would probably. Uh, suggest that people go and and look locally first, but of course there's a lot of great Canadian Canada wide um, agent agencies and and resources uh, that people can look into. But there's a lot of uh, great 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 spots to put your money basically if you want to help out. So uh, look it up again. I would start locally probably and then work your way out. Well, there's two things I want to say about Let's Talk Day. Number one, we've heard so many announcements from our various levels of government over the past few years about doing more to fund mental health initiatives. And frankly, I don't understand where the money's coming from or where it's going. If we put that much money on the table for mental health initiatives, you'd think that there'd be like a a walk-in mental health professional on every corner, but you don't see them. And I feel like that's one of the biggest challenges is people realizing they need help, which is the main goal. But then where do you get it? As I understand it, the wait list to get mental health supports are through the roof. They're just as bad as going to the ER. And there's people who actually need help right now. So I I do wonder where the money's going. I I still remember when they announced all the schools are going to have a mental health nurse. I don't know a single school that has a mental health nurse. Not a one of them. And, And as far as adults getting outpatient care, I mean, where do you go? You just go, what do you Google? psychiatrist, therapist, what are you looking for? And how long is the list and how does it get paid for? It just seems like we've announced a lot of money that isn't really in the system yet, or we just don't have enough professionals. I saw the list of careers that people between 18 and 29 are interested in. Therapist wasn't even in the top 10. Mental health professional, not even in the top 10. Mm. I feel like we're going to need a lot more of them because because of days like today, a lot of people are starting to realize, yeah, you know what? Maybe uh, what I've been feeling isn't exactly the way I should be feeling. And there's a lot more people that are more self-aware and realizing some of their limitations. I'll tell you, it wasn't until COVID. And I don't know if it was because of COVID that I, that I developed this or if it was because of COVID that I realized this, but... Yeah, I've got a little bit of anxiety. And and usually it has to do with crowds, large groups of people. Right. I just don't like it. Keep in mind, I spent my entire career hosting venues full with large of large amounts of people. Yeah. So it's, isn't it always the people that you usually expect not to have it, though, that, that do have these kinds of anxieties, maybe? Or you don't realize, right? Or it's people who stay quiet about it because they're not going to talk about it. So it, that is what it's about, for sure. So keep those things in mind. If you are willing to help, 
or maybe you've been helped. I've heard of that a lot as well as people who have been helped um, that uh, that look to help others. And that's great, too. Lots to uh, get to in this episode of After 9. And I want to start off with a series of animal stories. Some of these are not fun per se, but they're all worth a mention because we can do this sort of shit in the After 9 podcast. A dog fatally shot a member of its hunting party over the weekend. How many times have we heard this story? Yeah, no doubt. Dog stepped on a loaded rifle in the backseat of the pickup truck on Saturday morning in Kansas. Gun went off. Bullet landed in the back of the 30-year-old man in the front passenger seat. Ah. They rushed him to the hospital. Deputies doing CPR the whole way. The guy died. He got shot to death by a dog. We had a we had a pig with a cleaver earlier this week. Now we got a dog shooting. But you're right. There's many, 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 many stories like that. The animals fight back. Let me tell you another one. An angry camel bit and trampled a man to death at a holiday camp in Russia. Oh, boy. The watchman, 51, punched the camel initially, provoking the animal. According to reports... The animal didn't appreciate getting punched, so it retaliated, bit the guy multiple times, and then stomped him to death. (sighs) Prosecutors are investigating whether the camel was lawfully allowed to be held at this holiday camp. I'm going to guess no. You can't just have a fucking camel. But this is what happens. You treat an animal badly, I'm glad it bit you back. Why would you punch a camel? What, 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 Why? Apparently it wasn't performing. This was like a means of training the camel to do like tricks and shit yeah, like that for the guests. You know what? I can't feel bad for those people, man. I don't feel bad I for them either. I can't feel bad for them. What day is it? What day is it? <laughs> Ump day. Got another one about the animals. A crocodile carried the intact body of a young boy to rescuers a mile away from where he drowned in a river in Indonesia. The boy went missing two days before... In uh, East Kalimantan, video footage from the river in Borneo shows the croc swimming through the water, carrying the boy on its back. Fishermen spotted the 10-foot-long reptile as it swam 700 feet towards the rescuers. The croc dropped the body by a boat where two men were seen pulling the the boy's body aboard. I mean, listen, it's a horrible tragedy that this young child died, but crocodiles love that shit. This crocodile didn't eat the boy. He actually carried the body right to the rescuers. A crocodile. Wow. That doesn't happen very often. Did you see the video yesterday of Kiska? Somebody had a drone up over marine land, and you can see Kiska. They call her the loneliest whale in the mm. world because it's just swimming around that tank at marine Man, land right I can't, now. Anything with I can't watch that stuff. It makes me. It does make me sad. Uh, speaking of marine land, they're actually in the news today. They have. Well, it's become known that they intend to lobby the provincial government for zoning changes that would allow that land to be developed. A lawyer who represented Marineland for years filed an application earlier this month with the lobbyist registry that says the sale of the attraction is among its goals. Andrew Burns says in addition to potential zoning changes, the park is looking for potential financial support and tax relief for the development of its operations. Oh. As a taxpayer, would you be willing for any of your money to go to Marineland? No, no. I mean, the, the thought for a lot of people, I think, is a little bit no. That's a lot of no. 
<laughs> That's what I'm thinking. What if that tax money is going to Marineland for the eventual purpose of decommissioning Marineland? Get all those animals into proper care. We can't have Kiska, this orca, completely alone. A mammal, uh, completely alone, swimming around in this big, empty, impersonal tank, just waiting to die. It's the saddest thing, honestly. It really is. Where are we at with... Then that's... I understand transporting a whale is not a simple task. Logistically, it's difficult. Truthfully. And I understand that there's a lot of ego from what I hear on the end of whoever's doing what they do at Marine Land to keep that whale there and not give that whale and transport that whale to a place that makes more sense for that whale. But my gosh, I mean, I, I understand, again, it's not easy, but if I had the power to, give that whale a good rest of their life, you know? What would uh, what would we do with Marine Land? They want to redevelop it, and I know that Doug is all about building the houses right now. Right. Well, he wouldn't seriously replace Marine Land with condos overlooking the falls, would he? And if he did, would we make that affordable housing? Because that's pretty prime real estate to be selling condos for a hundred (laughs) grand. Nothing in that area is going to be affordable. That's brand new and and has that view. That's for sure. Affordable for who? (laughs) The person who sells the whale? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's it's not a no, absolutely not. But it would be a beautiful view. You're absolutely right. That would actually be a really hot spot. It would probably be a hot spot if that's what they ended up doing. Listen, I, uh, I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I think that now we're going to go through a horrible recession, and we're going to talk about interest rates in just a second. Uh, a recession is coming. We're already in it, but soon they won't be able to deny that we're in it. It's coming. While we're in the little lull there, and we're going to probably have to spend billions in stimulus to get the economy going again after we intentionally tanked it, I I think that if they're going to spend stimulus anyway, maybe now's the time to turn Niagara into Vegas. It kind of is, Mm -hmm. just on a shittier scale. We've got casinos, but they're nothing like the casinos in the States. I want the real gambling experience where, hey, if you're gambling, you're drinking for free. What do you want? We will bring it to you. And I want like Vegas-style shows, and I want... Lundy's Lane converted into a real nice boutique kind of area with a mix of attractions and shopping and things like that. Uh-huh. There's no reason we couldn't use Niagara for something better. And maybe it's time now to do what they've mused about doing for years, relocate Canada's Wonderland from that prime real estate in Vaughan down to Niagara. Oh, I don't know if they would do that, but I, I, lo- I mean, I love the concept of turning Niagara Falls into Vegas. It's, I mean, you can make it Vegas. Sure you can. You can hide a lot of alcohol into a cup that doesn't look like it's an alcohol container and wander the streets if you want to. Yeah, we shouldn't even have to cover it up. It should be like Sin City, Canada. We've already yeah. got the strip clubs. We've already got a couple of casinos. So we built a few more. We put in some cool shit. They've got that uh, go-kart track that people seem to love. There's a convention center. Let's make Niagara great again. Did you, um, have you been there like recently? Like, Did you go the past summer or anything like that? No. I was down there. They, they're doing a lot of work to one end of it. Which is like, do you remember the, like that, was it an IMAX theater shaped like a pyramid? Yeah. They just tore the shit out of that down. Like there's a bunch, the, there's a bunch of stuff they just tore down in that area, but they are pe- apparently planning to build it up with some good stuff, which is great news because it's already good in some spots, but it could use some work on the outskirts. I mean, 
I don't know if you've ever walked a decent amount around there, but if you go too far off the strip, it's kind of like Vegas, where you're like, where the fuck did I go? Right. Whoops, where am I? Oh, I totally get it. But this is where we could do some work, and we could make this a real nice attraction. Hey, I'm all for it, man. I'll sign that shit. Let's let's go. Let's put our signatures on it. I would spend more money there. The only issue that you'd run into, though, is like it's a great family-friendly spot during the day, where it's like you can't even say that about Vegas now. Vegas is not your number one destination for families. They, I think, love the concept of families being there for the, you know, the wheel and the fun houses and all the other shit, the bird, the uh, birds of paradise museum. There's an indoor water park there. Families, a couple of them. That's right. Great Wolf Lodge as well. Well, it's, it's a little far off the, that path, but there's that one massive one that's like right there, but it's, uh, I don't see ever a time where, where they would approve it, where the city would actually be like, yeah, we want to turn this into adults only. They make so much money off families. Scott, I was there twice with my family this past summer. They took enough money from me. And then I'm looking around me, looking at all the other people who are buying shit and sending their kids into this playhouse and on that big damn wheel. They're making so much cash off those families. I don't think they think they need it. And I can't blame them if that's the case. I, I like the idea of it personally because I would go if that was the case. Absolutely. But I think that they're fine with their couple of nightclubs that they have going and the late night Kelsey's visits, I suppose you Yeah, <laughs> like, this is supposed to be a destination it's and the not, best restaurant yeah, is not. the fucking keg in the hotel it's and not. the Brazilian steakhouse. It's, we can do better. It's almost like we need, like, a separate strip, though. Like, it's like, there's, like, the red light district, but not like that. You know what I mean? But that's, Why not make that's, a red light district? What? Fuck it. That too. Do it. No, but you know, like there should be like an adult part and then you can keep the family friendly. That would be good. And once you're in the adult part, you know, there's no kids there. You don't need to worry about that because people take their kids over at like fucking midnight at that place. Yeah, I've never understood that. I've never understood it either. I don't get it. I don't get those people that have their three-year-olds up at like 1 a.m. Like, it's fine. Stay up, kid. (laughs) I want to stay up. So you're staying up. So we put a big like alert sign on top of the wheel there and around... I don't know, 7 o'clock every night, There, here's your last call for the kids. All right, have them in, indoors by 8 o'clock, because at 8 o'clock, all the strippers are doing a parade down <laughs> Lundy's Lane. You know the, uh, have you seen, you've seen like the, the dinosaur mini golf? Yeah. It's fucking cool, right? You could turn that into a fun place for adults. I want to play in there. That's cool. It's like 8 p.m. Kids, get the fuck out. Yeah. We're going to have a party by T-Rex. It's going to be fucking great, and we don't want you there. Get out. We'll have Tiesto doing a set in the parking lot. <laughs> Volcano fucking going off. Yeah. We could make this shit. a real fun <gasps> attraction. The Mario Kart Go thing, too, which is there now, too, right? The Mario Kart uh, Go Track, whatever it's called. Go Kart Track. Go Kart, yeah. thank you. I know you're not supposed to drink and drive those things. Maybe we could try to figure that out, though. Fuck it. You could drive on a <laughs> golf course with a beer in your hand. Why wouldn't you be able to do go karts? Like They're not going to tip. Listen. I'm just saying that after all the shit they dragged us through for the last few years, maybe it's time to do something fun for the adults. Doug, you're probably listening to this. Doug would like it. I think Doug loves that idea. Oh, he probably does. But again, does. It, doesn't it have to pass through their count, city council and stuff like that? Oh, like, fuck them. Pa- I agree, but it's not passing through those fucking people. There's no way. They've done nothing with Niagara in years. It's time to make Niagara great again. I want <laughs> casinos. I want Impaired driving. I want the whole the, the whole sin list of debauchery. A, I want it. I was just about to ask who is the mayor, and and you should step forth. But I think with I'll that, run. I think with that run of, I want impaired driving. You might have killed it. Well, you, you said, might have you killed said it. It'd be fun to have a beer while you're doing well, the I'm Mario just Kart in track that, in that safe space. You know, we all wear helmets. Well, this is what I need. There's airbags and shit like that. Well, the airbags should never come out. <laughs> 
That's that's probably pushing it a little far. Okay, I'll tell you what. If my one and only platform plank, if my mandate is just to turn Niagara into a Canadian version <laughs> of Vegas, sign me up. You're, that's a hill you're willing to die on. I'd already be a great yeah. leader. If you put me in charge of that, something that I'm actually interested in, you're damn right it would be great. And we'd be tearing stuff down that's dead weight. Some of those stupid <laughs> fun houses with the mirrors everywhere. Fuck it. Put them somewhere Weird. else. Put those on the lakeshore in Toronto when they revamp Ontario Place. Let's make Niagara fun for adults again. And you know what else? That Hamilton airport is not that far. Let's start flying people from the States oh. into Hamilton, and then they'll want to come here. Maybe not as much as Vegas, but definitely more than like Atlantic City. I'm so excited about this. My hand is up, and we're not in a classroom, and it's only Scott in the room. But I've got my hand up because i got another idea, too. We'll make it like a, you're, you're going to an all-inclusive resort from the airport. You know how they put you on that bus with a bunch of strangers, but yeah. you don't give a shit because they hand you a beer right away, sometimes hard liquor, depending on where you are. And yeah. They're just like, have some that. fucking drinks, let's go. That's exactly what we could do from the Hamilton airport. Just load people. You and I should, at the least, if we don't get involved in it politically, we should start a company where we the bus takes you to Niagara Falls and gets you loaded before you even check into your hotel room. Okay. I like it! You know how everybody gets all fired up about that parade that goes through downtown Disney every day? Yep. Maybe we do a Niagara, and this is the adults-only Niagara, maybe around like 11 o'clock at night every night. We do just trot out everybody. Like the, the casino dealers will be in the parade playing <laughs> instruments, and you've got the dancers up on top of the floats yeah. showing off a titty here and there. This would be great. Everybody would love it. Kids would hate it, but everybody else would love it, and it would make so much money. It's like you Mardi know, Gras every damn day. I always thought that someday I'll end up as a, a legislator of some sort. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run for mayor of Niagara Falls with yeah. a whole platform of wrecking everything that's been built so far. Who I should know this. Who is the mayor of Niagara Falls? Oh, I don't. I know. feel like we should get them on the phone and ask him about this. They're gonna hate this. They're whoever hate it is, this. I don't know who it is. They're not gonna let even want to get on the podcast. But if anybody knows the mayor of Niagara Falls, and there's a chance, Scott, someone listening right now knows who the mayor of Niagara Falls is, and they want to just have a fun conversation and hear our pitch, please let us know. Let that person know that we would love to chat with them and explain our idea, and and then you can all listen as they completely crush our idea and just put that fire right out. Run party buses from Buffalo over to Niagara. Hey, oh, because you know they, they're—I mean, they got shit. They—they're there's a shit. They got nothing going on over there. The party would be on our. It's still on our. It's on our side now, and it's not even as good as it could be. Yeah, if you're between 19 and 21, it is. If you are uh, 21, though, you're probably going to that Seneca Niagara Casino because yeah, you drink for free there. Yeah, but that's the only place you're going. There's nothing else happening there. It's fucking boring. No, they've got a Denny's and it's not good. And a Wegman's and that's uh, garbage. The where's that place where the chicken wings are from? The Anchor Bar. The Anchor Bar. Yeah, there you go. They've you know got, what? We're going to take the fucking Anchor Bar, too, and we're going to put it in Niagara. We're going to yeah. rip it right out of Buffalo and put it there. I think this is a winning idea. Yeah. And I think that there's a, a, a lot that could go right with this. We just need somebody to grab that bull by the horns and say, we're doing it. We're kicking the kids out at 7 p.m., and then it's going to be... <laughs> I love how the time went earlier. We went from like 9 to 8, now it's 7. Like, kids in bed at 4, and we go fucking party. 3 p.m., the kids get kicked out. And there's the stripper parade down Lundy's Lane, so you know. And and then we'll have the bikers in there, too, and they'll just lead the charge, like the Grand Marshals. That's great. Preteens got binoculars out the window, like, oh, my God, it looks like fun. Yeah. I can't wait till I turn 19. Who wouldn't go there every freaking weekend? It'd be great. And you know what else? Then we can section it off even more. Because you know what? 
Maybe you, you don't, want like a deeper hole? Like you want like the red light district? Then you want like what? Like the, the purple light district? No, like it'll be the adults only. Up shit. But we'll have like a seniors only too. So you don't have to be in the club <laughs> dancing with grandpa. You know what? You guys got to go to the basement of the Falls View because there's a club down there that that you guys go to. That's the early bird special, man. They go to that club at like fucking 9 a.m. They're done by four so that they can have their supper. Yeah. Supper. Gotta have it's, a supper. It's supper. And then they go to bed. It's perfect. They go to bed. Hey, and then they watch all those kids that we kicked out. <laughs> that's what the grandparents but, do and the deal is they get that stay for free so all the older people are going home going to bed or going to their hotel room, going to bed watching a couple of kids you know we just throw all the kids in one room with a camera now this is getting weird okay we'll stop but listen if you like our idea let us know if you don't like our idea then fuck off what's wrong with you <laughs> you don't like fun really you don't like having fun you don't want to see the province increase its revenue you don't want to see a city made great again I mean obviously you're just a bad person if you don't like this idea. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, <laughs> you don't like it, fuck right off. <laughs> Why do we even care? All right, what else do I want to do here? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think know? we've said all we really need to say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Rudy is the name of the great root bear, the mascot for A&W. I had no idea that the A&W mascot had a name. Rooty. I would just call him the root beer bear if I saw him. That would probably be my go-to, like or the A&W bear. I thought his name was Root Bear. That's what I thought his name That'd was. That'd be cute and fine and makes sense. For those who can't picture him, picture like a darker yogi bear, but yeah. wearing a sweet toque and a nice orange sweater. And a crop top. It's more like a crop top. It is. I don't know in this hellhole that we're living in right now, who would actually go out of their way to complain about this? But A&W says they recognize the fact that Rudy, the great root bear, does not wear pants is polarizing. Stop. Here's a quote. The bear? America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy, the great root bear, has been our beloved spokesbear. We knew people would notice because he's literally six feet tall, a bear wearing an orange sweater. But now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. <laughs> Moving forward, Rudy will be wearing jeans. Jeans. There, look, this is actually, this is brilliant because I think nobody complained. I think this is like a way to get people talking about A&W and we are. We are confident Rudy will continue to champion good food and good times sure. for many years to come, but now in denim. I, uh, all right, first off, it's a fucking weird thing to notice that the bear is not wearing pants and to actually have an issue with it. If somebody actually did complain, I've, I want to talk to you about what goes on in your life on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a running joke about Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah, he doesn't wear pants Winnie either. Winnie the Pooh never wears pants. He wears a, and he also wears quite a tiny top, too. Why do they always have to wear, like, small shirts, Because the belly. You want to see the belly. You got to see the belly stick out because they're bears. I get it. They're large. Okay. Uh, I, I think that I don't think a lot of people actually complained. So I don't think that's the case here. I think this is just, again, a good marketing opportunity. I feel like pant, like jeans are so restrictive, though, especially when you're talking about a place like A&W. You're serving things like Papa Burgers and Matzo Burgers, onion rings, poutine, root beer. And then you want to strap that guy up in a pair of jeans? Maybe he wants to let himself flow free a little bit. You mentioned the belly. I mean, maybe he needs a nice pair of sweats. 
I mean, sweats would be fine. Or underwear. Is that weird? Just like a nice boxer brief? Underwear and a sweater? Yeah, like it's just make it weird. Like you might as well put them in a thong. Fuck it. Just put them in a nice little thong. I was going to recommend a kilt, but okay. All right. Let's go with the, <laughs> the bear a, in a thong. Wait, why kilt? It's not in like a Scottish restaurant. Well, A, it's Robbie Burns Day, so I should make a Scottish For reference. one day. Okay, so. You get this one. The kilt <laughs> is uh, basically unisex as women and men wear them. And I thought it would be very inclusive of Rudy to wear uh, uh, something like that where he still has his sweet ass sweater, but then he's got his his bits covered up. And oh, he, he doesn't have any bits. I don't know what people were upset no that they bits. could see. And then he could like fake flash people. <laughs> Can you imagine? Fucking Woo! bear just showed me his ass. <laughs> it's very Tim Allen. <laughs> Redbook asked more than 1,200 people, women specifically, what's the most comforting thing at the end of a stressful day? So, Kat, you've oh. probably got, been run through the ringer all morning, and, and we have to work later on, but you've, you're finally going to get home from work in probably about half an hour. What's the most comforting thing that you can imagine when you get home. Comforting thing. Okay, there's so many that come into my mind. Um, like taking off like a high heel shoes maybe if I'm wearing them, that's a comforting thing. Taking a bra off can be a very comforting feeling. Or when you come home to a cooked meal, that's a comforting feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, or the house is clean. I mean, all those things come to mind for me. Right. Am I on am I on track at all here with what you're reading? Not a one of those things Not made the list. One? Not one of them. Oh. I agree with you. Those are great things. I mean, I don't take my bra off, but every now and again, I'll just take my clothes off and think, wow. It's kind I, of freeing, right? Yeah, it's kind it's of comforting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm still weird about being naked even when I'm alone. Like, I still run from the bed to the shower. Right. In the morning. Still, just because huh? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. What if nobody sees me? <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> the couch might be offended. <laughs> Goddamn dogs judging me. <laughs> the number one thing that people said was seeing their family is the most comforting thing. Oh, of course. That they look forward I to. What an asshole. I didn't even say that. Of course, that's a lovely thing when they're running towards you. It's because when I get home, usually they're not there yet. Ah. Uh, so maybe that's why I didn't think of it. But that's a lovely thing, of course. And then, mommy, daddy. And then apparently they get to an age where they don't say that eventually. So I love that moment for sure. It goes in cycles. Right. My daughter, right. when she was young, used to call me daddy. And then she stopped at some point and just started calling me dad. And it was just like, hey, when you came through the door, was it more like, a, oh, hi. Well, those were the teen oh, years. You. Hey, yeah. you again. Right. Oh, great. Oh, All right. Hi. Uh, you still live here, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then they get to the age when they need money. And when they don't need money, it's still dad. When they do need money, it's daddy. So, I mean, there's ways to manipulate dads because I've never said no. And it still sounds great to me. Yep. Uh, favorite TV show? is the most comforting thing at the end of a stressful day. Oh, yeah, that's good. Looking forward to my stories. For one in five people. <laughs> gotta, gotta watch my stories. Food. Beat food. out Food beat out wine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially when it's cooked for you, I think that that's extra nice. But yeah, comforting nonetheless. Here's the other one that I find a little strange. You've had a real stressful day. You just want to be comforted and just relax and chill. For a lot of people that took this survey, exercise is it. They're at work, grinding away right now, and after this long day and driving through this snowstorm that we're getting right now, when they finally get home, they're not looking forward to something on TV or dinner or a glass of wine. They're looking forward to jumping on their Peloton or jumping on the ah. treadmill or lifting some weights. Exercise made the list oh. over all of the things that you said. 
Holy macaroni. Well, I'm impressed, actually, because I figured if anything, like nobody wants to do that when they get home from like a long, stressful day. But that's great. I like hearing that. That's good. I hope that that is the case for for a lot of people. Since you said macaroni, I'm going to go right into this (laughs) because I I was going to mention this this morning on our radio show. Maybe we'll do it on the show tonight. I'm not sure. Um, Somebody on TikTok. Of course, it's on fucking TikTok. Everything is. Somebody on TikTok created a, it's your favorite word. Hack mm-hmm. to make pasta stir itself while it's cooking. So I don't know if this person is a genius or a moron, but they've demonstrated it so that you can see it. If you want to search for the video, they say, if you don't stir it, it clumps together, but you don't want to stand over it, stirring it constantly. So here's the hack. Turn the burner up to high, but only put half of the pot on the burner. In other words, it's off to the side, not centered. So when he does this in the video, it makes that side of the pot boil a lot harder than the other side. Mm. So the macaroni he's cooking basically gets tossed around in the boiling water and you don't have to stir it. Worth a try? What do you think? I mean... I, I, this I'm, seems I'm okay. pretty lazy. Uh, that's the thing is, I'm like, okay. at what point are you not even cooking anymore? Like that, You're just I, sort of fucking around in front of the stove. I personally like to be hands on when there's an object that is being heated up at that rapid pace in my kitchen. I, I like to take a look at that. I like to check in on my food as it's being cooked. I don't think I would use this, but maybe if you're cooking multiple things that can come in handy at one time. Well, I mean, when you add pasta to the water, technically you should really only have to give it a good stir. Once, when you first put it in, you break up the clumping and then the water does the rest. I'd argue maybe two times. Maybe two. Maybe a light light stir a for light, the second one. A light, a light stir. stir. It's a little swish. It can, sw- it can stick to the bottom, right? Some point out, it'll actually take twice as long to cook, so it's probably not worth it. Probably not worth it. Be that as it may. Okay. Ask yourself, do you really find stirring a pot of water inconvenient? And if you do, Apparently, this hack will work for you. Oh, we've solved everything today, I think. We solved Niagara Falls problem. We've solved macaroni issues. I think this was pretty successful. What do you think? Well, the one thing that we didn't do is solve interest rates. And for anybody that heard the news today that rates are going up, I just want to say, like I said, back in December, I did, a, I think, two podcasts on interest rates. I get it. You're already maxed out, and now they want more. I know that this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people. Yeah. I know that that they, they still won't acknowledge we're in a recession, but we are. We have been for a while. And what they're doing is wrong. It's not going to help. And I really think now that we're going to end up in a really, really, really bad recession. Uh, not sure if you saw it, but David Dodge, former governor of the Bank of Canada, a governor who did not lose any money running a bank, whereas Tiff Macklem has lost billions. He, uh, he put out a paper that said, He thinks the government's projections are wrong. He thinks we're not going to have any money to spend on any new initiatives in the budget because we're going to go into a deep recession and that's going to severely limit the tax revenues that are coming into the government. So Dodge is cautioning, we got to be careful because we're right on the brink here and this could get really, really bad. And nobody in Ottawa is listening to that or any of the regular middle class people whose mortgages have gone up by more than double in some cases. It's really, really sad what's happening. And hey, if you're uh, if you're feeling it, I'm feeling it. Everybody I know is feeling it. And if you're not feeling it, you will soon. 
because that renewal is going to come up or the house that you want to buy may come available or maybe you just can't afford your house and you got to sell and deal with the very few buyers that are out there buying right now in some markets. Good luck, everybody. It's wrong what they're doing and I hate it and, and they're wrong and history will prove me right here. Have yourselves a fantastic, what is it, Wednesday? Hub day, yeah. Happy hub day. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. The nominations were announced for the 95th Academy Awards. Lady Gaga and Rihanna were nominated for Best Original Song, but Taylor Swift was snubbed. Mm. On the bright side, the album Taylor writes about being snubbed at the Oscars will probably win all the Grammys. The film that scored the most nominations was Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is Best Picture along with Top Gun, Avatar 2, Elvis, and six movies no one has seen, uh, including... <laughs> A movie called Triangle of Sadness, which I always thought was a slice of Papa John's pizza. <laughs> South Carolina woman recently used winnings from a scratch-off lottery ticket to purchase a Powerball ticket and won $150,000 in what financial experts are calling still a smarter investment strategy than crypto. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.